what got me here is not what's going to take me there. My friends, as we begin, uh, I had some thoughts this morning that I wanted to go ahead and, and, and just share uh, as we are in our weekly word of wisdom. You know, that's what we do here on Wednesdays. If you're listening to this when it's released on Wednesday, June the 29th. And so we can just go ahead and, and do that. And then I'm going to introduce our person. We're going to be doing something a little bit different since we have five Wednesdays this month. And then we're going to hear what I believe is probably the greatest piece of wisdom that I've heard in a very, very long time. So let's go ahead and get into it because I feel, I feel, I feel good. I feel like you need to hear it. Like, woo! And I was, uh, I was thinking yesterday as I was preparing for this, and I'm not going to take too long because uh, I want to make sure our speaker has plenty of good room. But uh, the verse popped into my mind as I was talking with somebody, and they were telling me about do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed. And they were sharing with me, they said, you know, the Bible says do not be in the world. And uh, I'm not going to say I got too old. I don't know what I want to say in that regard. But I will say that I do not care to fight with people over the Bible anymore. Amen. I never really did, but I don't fight now Mm -hmm. more than I did before. Mm -hmm. But as I was sitting down listening to what uh, that person said, the the verse began to speak to me. Anybody ever had a verse speak to you before? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, and the Lord, verse yes. spoke to me, and it said, uh, be in the world, but not of the world. Yes. I said, what does that mean? said, well, if you're in the world, you realize that there was a lame man at the pool of Bethesda. If you're in the world, you realize that Jairus had a dead daughter. If you're in the world, you realize that Lazarus died. If you're in the world, you realize that Jesus died. Those are the concepts of being in the world. But not being of the world, realize that regardless of all that, Jesus got them all up. That the power of God resurrected not only Jairus' daughter and his best friend Lazarus, and not only healed the lame man, but the resurrecting power got himself up. And then I sat there and I began to speak to me, or it began to speak to me more, and it says, you know, in the world, says that when you rub your leg or your arm or something, that there's something wrong with you. That's being in the world. says when you go down to the bank and it says you have no money, that's being in the world. When you try to get a job and they turn you down for your qualifications, that's being in the world. 
But not being of the world says that despite my pain, God can heal me. Despite my money being funny, God can give me more. And despite the fact that they won't give me a job because I'm not qualified, God can give me qualifications. And so I've come to realize this morning that our faith, the renewing of our mind, is the important part. It distinguishes us. It transitions us from being in the world. And then we can say like this same prophet said on another occasion that we do not sorrow like those who have no hope Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the renewing of our mind gives us hope. Praise the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Our guest speaker this morning, our person who will invoke his uh, wisdom and thought to us, is Pastor Henry Darkus. I met him some time ago when I was uh, a young whippersnapper, a little EDB, if you will, fresh into this this world of Christian faith and and ministry, if you will, or should I say another portion of it. I grew up in the African-American side of town, as he did as well, as he is an African-American, and then I transition over to the, uh, the Caucasian side, the white side, the west side, if you will. And he uh, had got there a few years before me, and so he was kind of a mentor to me as a black man in a white man's world, uh, so to speak. And in that, we begin to learn, I begin to learn and see how he operated, how he navigated through waters that I had never been in before how he dealt with people that I had never really had to be exposed to and how he even led people that I had never even had to to consider leading before. So I believe that he's a great person to add to this conversation. I believe he has a great piece of wisdom that he can share. And so with that, I would like to remove myself and allow for Pastor Henry Darkus to give us what is in his head and in his heart. Well, thank you, Pastor Eric. I I just counted a privilege and an honor to uh, to speak to God's people this morning and and just to be a vessel um, for his word. Um, Let's just go straight into it. Um, Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are and what you're going to show show us today through your word. And Lord, as you show it to us, let us grab a hold of it. Mm-hmm. Let us move in the direction that you're asking us to move mm-hmm. with boldness, with confidence, knowing that you're with us and that you are beside us. Mm-hmm. And Lord, that um, without you, nothing is possible. So yeah. with you, all things are possible. And, Lord, we just thank you for allowing us the opportunity to just share and to encourage one another on this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the the Lord um, sent me to uh, the book of Joshua, the first chapter, and I'm going to read one through nine real quick, and then we're going to just talk a little bit and 
And I'm sure my time's going to run out before the word runs out, but hopefully that we'll just be able to give you an opportunity to just um, think on a few things on today. Um, Joshua 1, 1 through 9 says, Now after the death of Moses and the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even in the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your border. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the Lord which Moses is my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but shall, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make thy way prosperous. Then you shall have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever you go. Now, this this word God gave me a few weeks ago and I brought it to our congregation. And, and ever since then, God has just been tearing me up. <laughs> he's been... He's been broadening my horizons. He's been changing my viewpoint on so many different things. And and every time I think about it, I have to smile. Um, just because of the, sim- the single fact is sometimes the Lord gives you a word just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives you a word that you think that is for other people, but God is just preparing you to take you to the next level. Um, As we look at this particular, uh, the scripture, the the thing that comes out to me or jumps out to me is the two different styles of leadership um, that Moses had compared to Joshua. Moses was a man who delivered uh, the children of Israel out of the hands of Pharaoh as being slaves. He delivered them and He did what God told him to do. He was a spokesperson, and he was able to lead the people out. And when he led the people out, he led them on the direction of going to the Canaan land, which was an 11-day journey. But it took them into the wilderness, which took them over 40 years because of the people's lack of belief. Um, 
a leader through the obstacles of the wilderness. I mean, it's, it was pretty evident that God was with Moses um, because when it got to the Red Sea, um, he was able to part it. When it got to the point when the people were hungry, God sent manna from on high. When it got to the point where people were thirsty, even if it was a point when Moses was angry with the people, he was able to strike a rock and water flowed from that rock to quench the people's thirst. Moses was a patient man, um, ruling the people and guiding them. And God showed Moses how to just be the channel or be the vehicle in which to, to show the people how God was going to bless them and give them what they needed. Joshua was one of those leaders. He was one of those ministers with Moses to help them lead the people. But his mindset was a little bit different. His characteristics were a little bit different. He was, yes, helper in ruling the people as a judge, and he, had, he was more military-minded. He, um, he confronted laziness and the fear of the enemy. He was a tough commander. He told the people to dig a well so that they could have water when they became thirsty. He taught, God taught Joshua that when the people, how much the people played a part in their own deliverance. Now, these two men were very different philosophies, different styles, uh, to lead the same group of people in the same direction to their Canaan land. I want you to think about it, and I want you to say it to yourself. What got me here is not what's going to take me there. What got me here is not what's going to take me there. Now, Moses was dead, and, and their plans and their directions and everything that they had gotten up to that point, um, to that point at the Jordan was done. Um, they had to look to another leader. And sometimes when we're on our path, we, we have to lay down some things. We have to forget about some of the things and some of the promises or some of the, or some of the directions we thought we were going to go um, or some of the, the goals that we had put up. That it's, We need to change those because it's not the direction God wanted us to go. And because, because he had something better for us. Now, the thing that, some, that most people don't understand when it comes to change in leadership is that people, um, they get comfortable with hearing a certain voice or hearing a certain direction, hearing a certain path or a certain cadence. But when a different leadership comes along, sometimes it's hard to hear that. And, and I think that because we're questioning whether it's God or whether it's the, the devil giving us a, an imitation of what's God's best for us. And so we, we kind of question it and we kind of get stalemated. Um, but God has an interesting way of, of showing us that he's God all by himself and he doesn't need man to, to dictate which way we're going to go in his plan for us. But it was interesting when I was listening and I was reading this word and 
um, with Joshua, God told him, you know, Moses is dead. Now it's time for you to move forward. And just like I was with Moses, I will be with you. Now, when I was reading and studying this, the thought came to my mind, when we are faced with our Jordan experience, no matter what it is, think about your experience. Think about your life right now. What is your Jordan? Is your Jordan an actual physical river that's standing in front of you that you need to go across? Now, the children of Israel were at this point where they were ready to, they had, in order to get to their Canaan land, they had to cross a Jordan. And at the point that they, they were at the Jordan, it was at the point where the, the river was at its highest peak. So they had to figure out how to cross it. They were at the Red Sea, and they remembered the Red Sea, and Moses just stretched out his hands, and the sea parted, and they walked across on dry land. But they were again at another body of water. And they expected God to do the same thing, but Moses isn't with them, so Joshua has a different plan because God gave Joshua a different plan. He told him, arise, go over the Jordan. And what that meant to me, it says stand up, decide, commit, get up and move, take action, do something in order to get past this obstacle. This Jordan isn't going to disappear just because you prayed it away. It's not going to part like the Red Sea, but there are times when we must go over this Jordan. You must learn to take a step and get your shoes muddy in order to, to, to move in faith. Dry ground doesn't always mean that God is with you. There will be some uncomfortable moments when you're stretching and when you're being stretched and when things are changing and growing, you must learn to rise above it, even if it's mentally, to get over this Jordan. There are certain things we must remember and do while we are obtaining our promised land. We must be willing to adopt a new thought process in accomplishing our goals we may need to separate ourselves from those, one, those loved ones who don't believe in the promise that God gave us. We may have to surround ourselves with a new group of people that understand where we're going and understand that we need to get there. We may need to learn new things and be willing to be uncomfortable being in front instead of being in the background. You may even need to be willing to become a person that we felt that was out of our reach in order to become that person and to, to obtain our dream. What we've been promised may be occupied by somebody else. If you look back at the verse, it says, even in the land where the Hittites even in the land where the Hittites were. And it's kind of interesting. Every time I read that, it says, it reminds me of the fact or it brings to my mind that 
sometimes when God shows us something, we can see it and look at it and say, somebody's already there doing that. But you never know when their time is going to be up. And when God has something in your mind and your heart and in your abilities to be able to bring to that space in order to take people to the next level. Just remember that God is with you mm-hmm. as, it, as he was with Moses. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. The biggest thing he keeps saying in this, this passage of Scripture, do not fear. Be strong and courageous, resolute, inflexible, doing what is instructed by God in spite of your fears, your insecurities, or your doubts. The next thing he says is to stay focused. Stay on the path. Don't veer to the left or to the right so you can prosper wherever you go. It's interesting where he says in that as you meditate day and night and as you work towards being obedient to the word that Moses gave you, he says because you've done that, you will make your way prosperous. Because of that, you will have good success. Some of us often ask the questions, why are we not successful? Why are we not doing? We have to to always bring ourselves back to the point, what are we using as our standard or as our guide? And if we're using the word of God as our guide, then, and we're, we're being obedient to that, then that alone will take us to our destination. The last point I want to make is sometimes we just have to go get our promised land. As you follow the word of God, you will be guided into your path of where God is taking you. Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. And you must be strong. I'm not sure where God has you right now. I'm not sure where you are on your journey. And I know that there's times when obstacles, situations just jump in the way and you just don't understand why, why me, why now at this time, and why this way. But God is always right there by your side. And he is always there to bring you through it, and he's always there to guide you through it as long as you lean on him to do it. A friend of mine, another pastor friend of mine was – um, a month ago was um, um, was surprised with the idea of um, his daughter. I mean, his daughter was suffering for a number of years, but she had had it under control um, with cancer, and and then she had uh, gotten to the point where it was she was cancer free for a while, and all of a sudden. It was, it was out, of, out of the blue he got the phone call that she had passed away. Brain tumor. It had, it had formed itself in a, again, once again in her brain, and, they, and it just it caught everybody off guard. I was sitting there having breakfast with him, talking with him, and he says, Henry, 
there's no way that God prepares you for this. There's no way that a parent is supposed to bury a child before they go. And I said, yes, that's true. I said, but that, I said, I experienced that myself having two sisters pass um, earlier in my life. And my father would sit there and talk to me about that very same thing. But the thing that he did tell me was that he's, he's, even though time goes by and it gets better, but the thing is, God is the only one that can fill that hole, the, the loss of a, of a person, of a loved one. And I just, when I was sitting there talking to him over breakfast, it was just one of those moments when the Holy Spirit just came in the midst of us and just said, I am with you. I am still with you. We're still here surviving, so therefore he's got something for us to do. And we just have to get over this, too, and keep going. Because our, our end goal is to get to, to heaven. Our end goal is to get to eternal. We are in eternal life already, if you haven't figured that out. But the thing is, we just have to get to heaven. And when we get to heaven, all of this stuff will disappear. And we will be reunited. And, and the thing is, God has us in the palm of his hands at all times. And he is ready to fill that void as long as you allow him to and keep moving in the direction of your promised land. I just hope that this, this word that, that's getting over this Jordan, whatever your Jordan might be, that it allows you to look forward to that new direction, look forward to that new voice that God is sending your way that's telling you it's okay, you can move forward. It's okay, you can move in this direction because I got you. It's just a different direction that, or it's a different voice that I'm sending your way. And God has got that for you to still get you to your Canaan land. And um, so don't give up hope, don't give up. Um, trusting God, knowing that he is always there. So if I can take, I don't know who's supposed to follow, but I can, if I can just take this moment to say a prayer with you, and then you can go on with your day if you'd like. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Because only you created us. Only your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for us. And only your Holy Spirit rests, rule, and abides inside of us to show us all truth, to give us direction, to be our conscience and our guide, and to be our communication with you at all times. And, Lord, we just thank you because you provided all that for us. And you're right there with us every single day. And, Lord, as your angels of protection are around us, protecting us and guiding us and leading us through and, and even working on our behalf at times, and Lord, we just want to say thank you, thank you because without you, none of this is possible. And we just want to say this, Jordan, we are going to cross. This, Jordan, we are going to pass over. 
so that we can get into our promised land. Because you are that great. You are that kind. You are that wonderful. And you are that good. We love you, Lord, and we're forever going to give your name to praise. And the glory is going to be always yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be blessed on this day. Amen. I thank you for listening to this podcast. Whatever platform by which you have found yourself on, please thank you on behalf of that platform as well. I would ask that you would please do something for me. It may be liking, it may be subscribing, it may be adding, it may be following. Whatever that platform requires to make sure you continuously get these podcasts. Would you go ahead and do that? That'll be awesome sauce for both you and me. Trust me, it will be. And since we've already done that, because you just had to click it, as I said it, bam, it's over. There's nothing left to do but to remove myself from your listening device. So, Rev Chavis is going to just come and give us the blessing, and we'll be out these pots till the next time we can chat. Amen. To the one who is able to protect you from falling and to present you blameless and rejoicing before his glorious presence, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, belong glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. 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 Amen.